0: Hi, I'm Guy. Hey, and I'm Jose. And welcome back for another edition of This Beats It All, discussions on the craft of screenwriting presented by Save the Cat. Jose, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well today. Guy, how about you? It's been a busy summer, and it's almost over. It's kind of crazy.
1: Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah,
0: I was just thinking today how fast time flies, and believe it or not, it's been three years since uh, I met you in a workshop out there in uh, Santa Monica, came out for the Save the Cat workshop, had a blast. It's one of the best weekends of my life. One of the things I brought away from there was at the very beginning. What did we do that very first day? We had to leave with three things: an opening image, a midpoint, and a closing image. And those were like the anchors. And today, I just want to kind of touch on midpoint a little bit with you and why that's such an important thing to know really early in the process.
1: I think it is. I think this is one of even Blake's favorite uh, beats that he must mentions in the books. That, and he's always told me before, is that you know once you know your midpoint, it's almost like you're fifty percent. You know, halfway. I mean. With your, with your story, even though you may still have 12 or 14 other beats to get through, but the thing with the midpoint it is it is because it's it kind of the most important beat out there. You know it is going to be or should be for you know for your story, and if it's going to be the right midpoint, more specifically for your hero's journey. Because it really takes, you know, the story, you know, what the midpoint is, you know, we're halfway there. You have to let your audience know that this story is going somewhere. They're not just sitting for another four to five minutes kind of wondering what's going on. So something really ha- big has to happen to keep them engaged. And like I said, you know, it, it is where the story kind of takes another turn to keep their interest going in it.
0: Well, we're coming out of the fun and game section where, you know, like Blake says, it's the promise of the premise there in that, in that section where, you see what, what was the idea behind the movie is usually in that fun and games. And then the midpoint, like you're saying, signals we're into something else now. We're taking this movie beyond the Yeah, maybe you, know, what you, a were simple,
1: you know, it's not just simple, you know, it's not anymore fun and games, and you're sitting there enjoying yourselves. But the stakes are being raised at midpoint, is what the midpoint does. And, you know, when at, at Save the Cat, you know, mm-hmm. we have this, what we call, you know, it, it's one of two things. Your midpoints are going to be a false victory or a false defeat. And, you know, I can't just stop talking about that because it's it really is important. And every time I talk to with writers, I have to tell them, you know, it, it's a good you look at it that way. Why false victory? Why false defeat? False victory being if it's a midpoint, you know, your hero thinks they got what they wanted. You know, the goal, the external goal and it being a false defeat is your hero thinks he or she lost what he wanted or she wanted, you know, which is the goal. And that's how you tie in, really, your beats. You know, the midpoint is very, very directly related to that break into two beat where you kind of state what the goal is, what the external goal is for your hero. So if you have, you know, going up into a false victory, then your hero thinks, you know, you got it. You know, I got the goal. But as we move forward from there, this is how stakes are being raised. It isn't always about that external goal, the external one. More importantly, it's about the internal story that's going on with your hero. And now that your hero got what he wanted, if it's a false victory, more importantly, if they lost what he wanted uh, as a false defeat, what does your hero now, hero now need to do as we move into that second half of the story? Which is, you know, now you're forcing your hero to learn that theme, to learn that, to learn that lesson, and it becomes more of that internal story going on. That's why, again, it's so important to have knowing what your midpoint is, because it's going to definitely dictate where that story is going to start going.
0: I, I remember in, in Blake's book, too, he talks about that midpoint is where the, the hero of the story actually sometimes stands up and declares, I'm the hero. I've got what I want. And then a couple of things can happen. One, that's when the bad guys really focus on him or her. And also that's also we see a lot of these the ticking clocks introduced at that point, too. So that really sets the tone for the next half of the movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like you said, you know, it's one of those one one thing that happens. And a lot of times, actually, you know, uh, Blake pointed this out. If you notice, a lot of the midpoints kind of happen in a party or there's some sort of a public, you know, uh, place. It, it, it is because it's kind of sort of like, quote unquote, the public outing. You know, you're outing your hero now. The, the hero's outing himself or herself. As saying, like you said, you know, I am the hero. This is my story. Now I have to earn it. That's why it, And it, it's just sort of one, another thing that just adds to that layer of stakes being raised. Now it's not just you saying I'm the hero, but now you're announcing it to the world. So now everybody's going to be looking up to you and saying, okay, if you're the hero, go prove it. So that's just adding to making it harder. And like you said, the thing that happens after that is now the stakes are being raised. Inevitably, there's going to be that ticking clock or the bad guys really start you know, rearing their ugly heads. Just so we know, okay, it's going to get harder from here on in.
0: Yeah, we may have glimpsed the bad guys once or twice in in the first half of the second act there, but really, yeah, after that midpoint, they're more prominent in the story and really chasing, sometimes physically, <laughs> the, the hero.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Well, I, one of the movies I watched here recently, or watched again, I should say, from last year, was Wolf of Wall Street, and the, the midpoint to me was just this, almost like a flare shot up, really. Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Jordan, comes out, he's got this big, moving speech for his troops, so to speak, and you know, guys, we're going to make millions of dollars. This is going to be the best thing ever. And they it works. And they make millions of dollars within a few hours. And then it's like a cut to here comes the FBI. Just bam, just like that.
1: Well, it definitely sounds like the midpoint. Because one is, you know, knowing, this, knowing the story, it's all about money and greed mm-hmm. and that. So him going in front of the, the team, so to speak, or the company, people and saying, you know, we're, this is us. You know, we're millionaires now. We're getting what we want. And, of course, with that comes... The ticking clock, right The bad guys closing in. The FBI and all of that. You know, so
0: I mean, see the FBI just you know once or twice before that, but now now it becomes their story going into that bad guys close in section. Yeah. So he really had that. He really had that false victory, like you're talking about a minute ago, where he's on top of the world.
1: Yep. Yep. And again, so again, tying it into what was the goal that he had for himself, you know, early on, and like you said, you we know, you know, it's all about greed, and you know, when it's enough is enough, and it's just about making money for him. So that midpoint was. Now I'm sharing again. Talk about that public outing, you know, this mm-hmm. making this announcement in front of the entire company. You know, it's not just me making the money, but I'm making money for all of you as well. So, talk about, you know, that hero really put himself out there. Another recent movie, you know, talk about uh, other movies recently. Well, this one's even more recent, is the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I know there's a beat sheet out there on Save the Cat if you guys really want to check out the full beat sheet. Uh, but the midpoint there was if for. Spoiler alert, hopefully you guys have all seen it is you know the goal there was that you know Peter Quill our hero Star Lord although no one really recognizes him as this great Star Lord that,
0: re- that was a re- great running, running gag <laughs> yeah. in there
1: you know he has this orb that he wants to sell you know, make money off and he you know, he becomes a fugitive because of that so the goals they set up earlier is that when he and Gamora the Zoe Saldana character you know says Well, there is a place where we can take it, take the orb, where it won't do any damage for anybody. And, you know, he's going to pay us gazillion, whatever they call it, quids, dollars, or whatever it is they call it, you know, to make all this money. So that's the goal. So what's the midpoint there? You know, after they get thrown to jail and the team comes together, the midpoint is they escape from that jail, that prison, and they get to this place called Nowhere, which is really the ancient head of some celestial being. But that's where the collector is, the guy who's going to be buying the orb. So that was the goal all along, right? Take yeah, the so orb. they've won.
0: They think they've won.
1: Exactly. So it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great example of having that false victory. But as, you know, as when they get there, things start going bad again. And, and, and you know, we find out from bad guys closing and all that and how things will really change for him. And it's not just about selling and making money, but not really becoming a real hero.
0: Well, real quick, then, we've talked about a couple of false victories. Uh, Give us a quick example, maybe, of a false defeat at a midpoint.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Two great movies that come to mind and very, very different from one another that have great false defeats. Uh, One is uh, Bridesmaids. In Bridesmaids, we have that Kristen Wiig character. Uh, The midpoint being there, for all of you who watch it and if you remember it, it's that moment where, right after she gets drunk on the plane, you know, I think they're going to Vegas for the, uh, you know, the, the bridesmaids party. She gets drunk on the plane, they get thrown out, right? And now they're on the bus. Going back home, and what does her best friend, Maya Rudolph, tell her? She tells her, you know, I think that the pressure of being maid of honor is getting too much, is too much on you. So why don't you not be the maid of honor anymore and let, you know, Rose Burns be the maid of honor?
0: Yeah, the worst the worst thing that could happen to exactly, her. Exactly,
1: because, you know, it's her best friend, you know, that was her goal coming in, into the second act. That she just wanted to be the best maid of honor ever for her best friend, the one good thing going on in her life, as we learned in the setup. The goal to be maid of honor... It's taken away from her at midpoint. So it, it's, it was a false defeat for the Christian Wigg character. Uh, another example was uh, in Dark Knight Rises. Again, two very different movies. Batman, there's a new villain in town who's Bane, the Tom Hardy character. He knows there's a new bad guy in town, like I said, and he's kind of looking for him doing that investigation because he wants to protect. Again, always Batman's goal is to protect his beloved Gotham from any and all evildoers. So the midpoint is he finally gets his face-to-face with Bane. And what we find out right away, it's really a trap by Bane, and he wants to fight Batman. He closes all exits during in that underground, in that sewer system, wherever it is. And what happens there when they go mano-a-mano? You know, Bane easily defeats Batman and literally, you know, breaks his back. And for our superhero Batman, that's that's just as worse a defeat as you can get. Because now yeah, he's clearly defeated by the bad guy. But more importantly, how is he now going to be able to save his beloved Gotham now that he's wrecked and broken and all that? You know, it's a false defeat for him. So again, those are two ways, again, two examples, great examples, of having a midpoint doesn't end with a false victory, but more of a false defeat. And then from there on, it's really just now helping your hero learn again that lesson as we move on from midpoint
0: right back to the theme of it and what you got to learn to to move on to the, into the end the third act
1: yeah exactly but again just knowing your midpoint i think early on and finding the right midpoint for your hero in terms of your story in terms of the goal that you set forth it, it's very important and if you're kind of unsure what should your midpoint be then look at your character. What does the character want? And that's kind of where the starting off point to come up with a great midpoint.
0: Yep, that's that's exactly what I brought back from that uh, workshop years ago. And it's, it still guides me to this day when I'm working on stories. So, well, hey, Jose, uh, we're out of time already. Before we leave, a couple quick uh, housekeeping details. If you're listening to us on savethecat.com, you can also find us on iTunes. Just search for Save the Cat. Uh, please feel free to leave some comments or uh, questions you may have that we can tackle in future podcasts. And with that, Jose, we'll say goodbye and we'll catch you next time. Have a good one.
1: Hey, thanks again, guys.
0: See you next time.